This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle curl. I'd actually like to start from Dom. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That is off again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition of TOJ Film Room, the 45th edition. I uh, hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. When you guys are off of work, I'm usually on work because when you animals are at the bars, that's when we're the busiest. So I'm just kidding. But today's my day off, um, Tuesday. So we're going to run through some film. Episode 45, go through the normal housekeeping uh joe r 30b on twitter i've been growing in followers you know every single day so i appreciate everybody for following me there uh you can leave reviews as always which we got none this week but it's okay leave those reviews on toj film room uh toj space film space room on itunes that's one that matters uh youtube um we've been doing the show for a little bit under a year and we just had you know we've been getting over a thousand views on a couple of different shows um and like i said before you know this is not a show where we talk about hot topics every single week. So if you're a new listener and you're like, oh, well, I wonder what Joe thinks about Jamison Crowder, that's done. You know, Le'Veon Bell, that's done. You can go back in the archives. We have, uh, you know, CJ Mosley done. We have Quinton Williams done. We have Ja'Kai Polite done. So if you ever want to watch stuff, we also have Greg Williams' defense done. Um, we have Adam Gates' offense done. So if you ever want to go back and listen, all that stuff applies to now. Nothing changed from that time. So they're all brand new episodes you could basically listen to um, if you are a new listener to the show. So I'd, I'd, you know, I'd appreciate that. Um, go and watch those. And other than that, uh, you can send the questions to the uh, – well, actually, I'm not going to say that because we're going to start off the mailbag in a couple of weeks. I got a couple of more player reviews to go through. I actually got a lot of it to go through. Then we're going to start doing some Twitter mailbags in the middle. We'll start going to like two shows a week, hopefully, again, uh, once some things die down a little bit, been a little bit busy. Um, and then we're going to have some other shows coming up as well. Like we're going to do like a, a few like superlative, superlative shows like, uh, you know, best player in defense, best player in offense, a little bit more hot, hot takey, but we'll also have film to back it up a little bit. So that'll be fun. We're going to do a top 25 show um, as well. And then right now, like I said last, I think I said that last week, but I'm doing reviews of a whole bunch of players on the Jets. I'm actually on week, was it week 13 against the Bills? So I only have four games left that I'm doing. Darnold, Herndon, Shell, Winters, Anunwa, Anderson, uh, Marcus May, Jamal Adams, Avery Williamson, uh, Leonard Williams, Jordan Jenkins, Tremaine Johnson, Henry Anderson. So all those reviews are going to be coming your way. Uh, so watch out for that. But this week we're going to be doing uh, – what is it called? We're going to be doing Chuma Doga and we're doing uh, Trayvon Wesco next week or whatever I do the next show. We're going to be doing uh, Blake Cashman and Greg Dorch, the big uh, UDFA who everybody loves. And then after that, uh, we're going to be doing Cleccio Seminole, which I put up on my Twitter already. You can go to my Twitter, like I said, JoeRB31, and check that out for yourself if you want. It's like 53 plays. Uh, I'm doing Brian Poole next, the new slot corner. He's going to make 30-something plays there too. 
and then after him, I'll be doing Montgomery. And then after that, I'm, I'm sure that people are, when I do the vote, when I put up, I'll probably put up like Darnold, Anderson, uh, Jamal Adams, and maybe Leonard Williams. I know, I know Darnold's going to win, and then Adams going to win after that. So those are probably the, uh, the two next guys. You know, after them um, to come, really no, no news um, this week, minus like there's some you know, GM candidates and all that stuff, and you have uh, the guy with the Eagles, you have the guy with – you have uh, Champ Kelly, I think his name is, from the, from the Bears. I'm not going to get to all that stuff because it's a bunch of guesswork and me just looking up uh, things that everybody can look up on, you know, on Google or wherever you want to listen to it. Uh, even though Scott Mason did just have a really good show with somebody from the, uh, the Eagles beat um, talking about um, Joe, uh, Joe Douglas. So we're, a couple different guys, another guy from the Seahawks too, but we'll cover that once, once the guy get, gets hired, I'm not going to go into all, all, all of that, but uh, hopefully it's done soon. I know they have interviews planned for this week. I'm not sure if Joe Douglas has officially, you know, accepted his, but I know uh, champ Kelly and another one, I believe uh, have accepted, but we'll see. It should be done in the next week or two. Hopefully, you know, obviously the sooner the better, because you just want to know, I uh, really hoping for Joe Douglas, but uh, from all I see and from all the candidates, uh, it seems like they're all pretty strong candidates. Like Bears, Bears have a good team, and and Champ Kelly has been a integral part of building that. Obviously, Joe Douglas learning under Ozzie Newsom, going with How, Howie Roseman and uh, the, with the Eagles. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but we're going to get to the draft picks. Like I said, uh, Chuma Doga, which is shorter one because I didn't have a ton on him. And then after that, we'll jump right into uh, Trayvon Wesco. Uh, maybe I'll leave timestamps on on both of them. Just you know, if you want to just skip to Trayvon Wesco, that's completely fine. But I'm going to do it in order. And just uh, other news from the week. I don't really think there is anything from the Jets roster or anything like that. We talked about uh, Lee getting traded, and I really don't think there's anything um, too big. I'm still waiting for the Jets to sign. I'm, there's still a couple of players I want to sign. I would still like them to sign a, a fourth string um, wide receiver, maybe like a Michael Crabtree if they can afford it. I definitely want Claiborne back. I think that's necessary. Um, even if you want Robert starting, there's nobody behind them. You have you have Derek Jones who made a couple of good plays in camp, and now suddenly he's going to be a good corner. Um, you have guys like you know Perry Nickerson, and I don't I don't I don't trust the depth in this team. So I think even if you're signing Claiborne for depth, that's a good move. So Claiborne a wide receiver. I also think a safety a backup safety is an underrated um, need. I think Mike Mitchell's out there. I also there's also uh, I think Trey Boston's out there. A couple of decent guys who can be backups because Marcus May hasn't been healthy. And behind him, you have Doug Middleton, who's often injured and, and just whatever he is. Um, nothing really special. He can't really cover, um, in my opinion. Uh, Rontez Miles, who's a strictly box safety and a guy who's going to make plays on special teams. And then behind him, they have uh, Blake on the uh, Brandon Bryant, I believe his name is the uh, UDFA, or they actually not UDFA. They were drafted in the supplemental draft, I believe, out of uh, Texas A&M, was it? So I think that's an underrated need. And then also they want to bring in some offensive line depth, maybe to compete with Harrison for center. But uh, I've been watching the games and just uh, I'm a little bit more positive on actually Jonathan Harrison and Brian Winters than I previously thought I would be. And I'm a little bit lower on Brandon Shell. Uh, Brandon Shell, I've been watching and I'm, I'm not as impressed as I was throughout the year because throughout the year you're kind of watching just the overall play instead of watching each individual, uh, each individual player. So now I'm watching every single snap multiple times. Like, okay, just Brian Winters a snap, just uh, Brandon Shell the snap, just the Newton the snap. Even though like, the receivers and the the receivers in the corners, I'm getting a little bit away from. I've been paying attention more to the trenches. So when I get to like the Nunwa and the Anderson um, reviews, it's going to be a little bit shorter, just because uh, it's a little bit hard sometimes, especially when you're talking about like technique, because when the view is so far out, you either have the you either have the end zone view, which you can't see them at all, 
<clears throat> or you have the uh, like the side view from that's really really high up. And <clears throat> if they're not making a play and you can't really see the replay, you can't really see their footwork. You could see some things, but it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, trenches is definitely easier to evaluate because you can see them um, right right from behind them or right in front of them, and it's pretty. I, I love it. So running backs, you know, tight ends. Uh, offensive linemen, quarterbacks are pretty easy to uh, do. But let's get into the Chuma Doga pick, um, which was the ninety-second pick in the in, in the, well, the ninety-second pick in the third round, but the ninety-second overall pick. Um, with some of these guys coming up, I'm going to talk about them, and the, the, I don't I don't hate necessarily the players that they picked. Um, I like the players, but I think there could have been better players that they could have picked. Um, now with this one, Chumadogo is a guy who people thought he could have been drafted, you know, maybe in the second round, but he had some issues with, um, his attitude. Some people called him lazy. Some, uh, there were some times in games where he would take himself out of games, not for injuries, just because I guess he was pissed off at either what they were doing, the offensive calls, if they were losing, whatever it may have been. So there's definitely some questions if he, if he loves football. There's plenty of guys. We've all heard the stories about Curtis Martin not loving football. If you get paid money and, and, and you're out for, you know, eight to 10 years as basically like a mercenary to make your money. Um, if he's going to be with the Jets and, and be that backup swing tackle and maybe eventually take over next year or even maybe this year for Brandon Shell or Kelvin Beecham uh, and he can develop, you know, his, his traits and maybe gain some weights. I think he's only like 6'3", 306, so he's pretty light. Uh, and he has an awkward body type where he's really long-limbed, but he has a short upper body. Um, and he has thin legs, so he's a little bit – different of a build where you usually see offensive linemen have really strong trunks. Um, but just looking at some of the people who were there when he was, when he was picked that I would have liked over him to be completely honest, just because of like that work ethic attitude stuff. I don't necessarily love that. Um, you have Bobby Evans from Oklahoma who was there. You have Quincy Williams, the safety who I would have liked. Um, Yadne Kajus from West Virginia was still there who went to the Patriots at one one You had Hakeem Butler there. You had Char- uh, Ch- uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So some guys that would have looked over him. Like I said, I don't, I don't hate the player. Um, but I, I just, there's some guys I definitely would have preferred, uh, now getting into his, um, strengths and weaknesses before getting to, I think the 13 plays that we have, um, you know, on the, uh, on him, uh, let's go to the strengths. Like I said, uh, speed and kick slide, light and quick feet, good arm length. I think it's like 35 inch arms, which is pretty good. Or maybe it's like 34 and three, four, whatever it is, but it's pretty good long, uh, long arm length. Um, displays aggressiveness and hands, fluid hips, quick hands. Uh, good cut blocker, smooth getting to the second level, displays control getting to the second level, athleticism, um, can get to a variety of different blocks, whether it be reach cutoffs, uh, cut blocks, second level blocks, uh, backside linebackers, whatever. We'll show some of it, I guess. Um, IQ awareness, I think, is pretty good. Uh, can fire out of stance. Footwork and kick slot is pretty clean for the most part. Uh, rarely beat to edge set point. Uh, lateral mobility and then weaknesses I said overall strength doesn't enjoy contact first step of pass that doesn't cover much ground um, so like that drive catch phase of, phase of it before it gets into this kick slide isn't too fast uh, or not not too fast but it doesn't cover much ground uh, hand strength gets off snap delayed at times uh, height weight weak anchor makeup strength punches from low and wide uh, show up too often base can be narrow while in second level character work ethic concerns um, lax killer instinct dog you want to see an offensive lineman ducks head into contact can can get set up and run game uh, hand placement and gives up chest are the ones that I uh, or that, that's the traits that I gave him for his weaknesses and let me pause it now I'll pull up some of his plays here all right let's look at the first play um, against Stanford obviously he's the right tackle I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point that out 
you know, every single time. You see that first, that doesn't really cover a lot of ground. I don't think he's, he's not, he's not really trying to cover a lot of ground though. I don't, I don't think he respects this guy's speed, um, you know, too, too much. His hips are relatively square um, to the line of scrimmage. I think he starts to turn them just a, just a smidge too early right here. Um, when you turn them too early, you're, you're allowing this, this gap. Um, you're not going to be able to turn into that, into that B gap if he was a you know, a plant and cross chop and, and shoot inside. So he turns his, his hips just a tiny bit too early. Um, nothing I'm going to go crazy over. Um, I think he does a relatively good job of framing the rusher, um, you know, sp almost splitting him with that outside foot. I'm not loving how he's ducking into the contact right there. You see how he's ducking into the contact and he's bending from the waist. He doesn't really have a strong base right here, even though he is kind of hopping back to anchor. Uh, even though the, the right, that right hand, it is coming from wide and, and, and low, but it does, you see some of that length right there where it does get under the armpit on, under the armpits. Good. Um, but then I like the second part of this where his extension right here, good wide base. You can see him, you can see him creating a, you know, that force from, from his insteps of his seat right here um, as, he, as he, you know, holds the rusher. So I don't, I, don't love, I don't love this part of it where he's ducking and throwing his arm from necessarily under there. would like to see more of like a, a straight shot than a, than a scoop like that. But I, I do like the hop back in, in the anchor, the, uh, the, you know, force off the insteps right there, nice wide base. Um, he's not leaning too, too much in it, into the block, maybe, maybe a little bit leaning. Um, but overall, I think that's a, that's a pretty um, solid block. Um, from him, and let's go into the next one. Like I said, I only have uh, 13 plays of him, so his review is going to be pretty quick. And then uh, West Clapping, I have like 28 plays maybe. Um, this is another one. They're, they're, ba they're basically just running a, a, a one-back one power here um, in, with USC. Actually, it's really not even. It's it's almost. It's actually it's not really like a power. It's actually more of like a. Uh, it's like an inside an inside pin and pull. Or you can call almost actually since there's only going one gap, you can almost call it like an inside pin and fold, uh, here. And Dogo is just he's just trying to kick out and you know seal that uh, number thirty two the outside linebacker outside. Um, I think he's pretty patient here off off of his snap. He's not he's not overzealous. If the guy's on a rush outside, he's gonna be outside of the play anyway. So I like how he's not necessarily attacking him. Uh, if he's if he was to attack him, obviously there's a bigger gap in the B gap. He can't recover if he's an attack outside. Like I said, if he plants cross chops. So I like I like the patience here um, with the footwork. He's pretty <clears throat> light on his feet. He's active feet, which active feet allows a quicker change of direction. Uh, again, a little bit of a lean into the block. It's 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 okay though. Uh, and his hands are, you see how they're coming from wide. You don't necessarily want them from wide, um, but he is able to get under them. You can see how he uses that right there, uh, that circular torque, um, circular momentum. It, there's like, there's a couple different types of, of force. And we've talked about it before where you have, you have push, pull, you have lift, and you have circular force, which is, you know, turning from your, um, from your hips and your, and your lower body into your upper body. Um, so you see a little bit of the circular force right here with that left arm gets inside, pushes him outside, um, and then fights to cover that gap. You see how, he's, how he fights up, up field because if he was just to fight through this right here on this, on this straight line, instead of fighting upfield, then maybe he could scrape over the top and get into that gap. So I like how he works upfield to really cover that gap and, and define that gap for the, um, you know, running back if he was to cut through that, uh, that gap closer to, to Adoga instead of, you know, 
um, up and under that that pulling uh, that pulling center right there. So overall, again, a, a nice play um, from you know Adoga. Let's see, the next one is going to be movement to second level, one back power. Yeah, there you go. This is a one back power that skip pull from that left guard. Um, let's see. Okay, so they they are on a like I said, you have on, on the front side. Uh, now there's some re- you can really get into it with the combo blocks, but you have um, Ace, Deuce, Trey. So you know him with him with a con- uh, combo block on that. Call him a three tech, maybe, maybe maybe a two, either either a tight three or a, or a two tech um, on that Deuce block. I like how. I couldn't. I can't really see his hands here, so I don't know if he's like. I don't know if he's using his shoulder more. It's it's a little bit hard to tell now with this. Even even if um, because that linebacker is kind of a little bit like. Oh well, actually, he's he's working to the he's working to the back to the uh, he's working to the back side, so that's okay. Um, I think he has good timing. I think I I like how he it looks like he attacks the hips right here. I can't tell if he's using a lever, which is lever is more of length in your arms, or like a rick uh, uh, not a ricochet. A um, you know, blank out on the name now. Uh, there's another technique where you're, where you're closer. I'm blanking out on it. Uh, a, a crowler technique. So I don't know if he's using a crowler or more of a lever. It looks like more of a more of a crowler. He's using more of um, his, his shoulder. But regardless, he's uh, good. Good timing. The the fact that he has his head on the outside shoulder is good. Uh, eyes to that backside linebacker. Um, comes off with good timing. A little bit of a duck into the block. Not the best hand placement, but he does get the job done. Gets his hands on him, uh, drives him, you know, plenty of yards. So, uh, good overall deuce block from Juma Doga there. Good movement. You can see some of that speed if I play in full speed. He is he is a pretty fast guy. Um, and for a Frank Pollock uh, heavy blocking with uh, inside or outside zone, I think it's more outside zone, um, that does fit well. So, all right, got a couple more um, plays right here, obviously. Um Right tackle. Again, pretty good job staying square. Um, we want to stay square to the line of scrimmage. You want to open up too early. Like I said, you don't want to give him that B gap. Uh, again, as he's coming into that contact window, I don't necessarily love the the hands. You can see how the hands are a little bit slow and 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 wide. Um, they can come from under. I would like to see less of like that looping motion and more of a, just a shot under. Uh, you see a little bit of the head ducking right there. You don't want the head to duck. You want to keep your head out of blocks. Um, you want to be nice and nice and straight up, uh, you know, strong chest out wide, um, you know, hips forward. So I don't love the duck right here. You're you're opening yourself up to one concussions there, and and if they were to want to uh, to to push and pull you, um, et cetera, you're a little bit off balance right here. But he does. You can see him hop back a little bit with that anchor. Um, he comes from under, but then right, you're gonna see it right. Uh, right there and then he comes back inside that's so slight but that, that is important um then he gets his hand inside with that straight left arm you see a little bit of the length right here and he does have an, he does have a relatively wide base again creating some pressure from the in, the insteps of his of his feet um so good and bad right there from Adoga. quick quick pass um from the quarterback so you didn't really see what happens after next one uh, let's see this one this again against stanford Right tackle again. So he's not really he's not really dropping back into his kick slide. See how he's running his feet right here. Um, 
I, there's, there's a little bit of difference with like a foot fire and a, and a root for me. This is more of a root where he's kind of running in place where if he's a foot fire, it's just more short choppy steps. You're working up a little bit more of like a jump set. He's not jump setting him here because he's not, he's not attacking him. He's more just rooting down um, versus the four eye tech. Now, now if he was outside, he'd, he'd get into his kick slide, but because his only threat really is, is right here. Why does he, why does he have to drop? Um, this guy is not going to scrape over top that quickly where he doesn't, where he's not going to have to get in, I mean, where he's going to get into his kick slide early. So his biggest threat is a guy in, inside of him. So he just kind of, he kind of roots down right here, which I like. Again, the hands a little bit, little bit wide and, and from, and from pretty low. I see more, more of his, more of his hands be, you know, what they call it, like, you know, some people roll a golf ball, they roll a tennis ball or like they flip patties, whatever they want to do with their hands. You'll see some guys do it in, into their past. So I like to see his hands a little bit more ready and come up more from, you know, up from uh, more of his chest or more of his belly button instead of kind of looping up from, from his waist. So a little bit of the hand work there, honestly, a little bit better. Um, but um, still, I think, he, I think he resets it here. So you can see this too again right here. He gets it on the, on the bicep shoulder, works it back inside. That's, that's, you, you want to see them rework their hands and fight to rework their hands. So now he has his hand inside and looked at length. Now, you don't necessarily want to over, always overextend, but he does get that slight elbow bend. So you don't want to be completely locked out 100%. You want to be like 95%. You want to have slight bend in your elbows. Um, and then again, you see him re rework his hand again because as the guy rushes outside, um, he has to rework that you know that angle because if he's going to rush inside, you have your hand inside, your hand's not creating a lot of force inside while he's going by. So instead, you know, if you want to go outside, listen, he does what he's, what he's supposed to do here. He gets his hand on that shoulder, um, and he's just going to push him outwards. So... Uh, good, good block over there, uh, overall right there from from Adoga. I, I like that one. Like I said, he has talent. Uh, he definitely has talent. I think he would have been a second round pick from what I'm watching if he wasn't uh, didn't have the concerns. And that's maybe why the Jets took him over a guy like uh, was it Yanni Kajus because I feel like they could they could get the most out of him with a fiery guy Gates and I don't know how uh, Pollock is or yeah I think his name is Pollock, um, not Pollock or whatever. Uh, so I'm going to go out to practice too. I'm going I'm to see someone's guys. I'm going to go out to at least a couple of practices. The only problem with practices are you go there and realistically in September, they mean absolutely nothing. And you know, you have guys like Hanson who look great or, you know, many, many guys, I'm sure they can, like TJ Graham who look great and they don't make an impact or Salim Hakeem. They don't, you know, so there's a bunch of guys who look great and then it really means nothing or Derek Jones. So uh, it's kind of pointless, but at the same time, if you're like starving for football, so people are starving for information and, I know there's not a ton of film guys at those practices. So I want to see what I can see um, from these guys. I want to see how the coaches interact with them. I want to see what they're teaching them, their techniques. I, I noticed some of the things that Bernard Wilson was teaching last year with, with, uh, with a, not really a full, well, kind of actually a false step in the first step of, of uh, press phase, but I'm going to go out there and see some stuff. So uh, right tackle right here. Uh, this is him picking up They're They're running a, uh, they're running a ET stun right here. So ET stunt drops back again, relatively uh, relatively square. Um, I'd I'd like to see him probably stay inside a little bit more than he was right here, but overall it's still okay. Uh, gets his hands on the on the um, on the you know the penetrator, like the penetrator and the looper, however you want to call it. Uh, I'll call it, you can call him I, I call him penetrator and the looper, and gets his hands inside. Good shove. And ability to to open his hips up quickly at that one step. You see, like that's that's, that's pretty quick for an offensive lineman, and gets his hand back, um, you know, uh, on the looper, and then is going to end up running him, um, 
you know, out of getting uh, the, the hit on the quarterback. So I, I like the speed right here from this. Uh, again, nice, nice active feet. You like to see, see, see the active feet? Active feet allows for a quick change of direction. That's one problem I'm going to bring up with Osemele. Osemele has super inactive feet at times. Um, and I actually heard him on a podcast where he's talking about uh, some of the things that Tom Cable was, was teaching them with the Oakland Raiders and how he was saying, you know, these techniques are never going to work. Um, and they and they didn't for certain times for assembly. So I'm excited to see the differences between what assembly does this year, or even what Shell or Winters does uh, last year with Denison, uh, compared to what they're going to do with uh, Pollock. So we'll see. But nice, nice active feet, hands inside, uh, gets his hands on the the penetrator, um, and the uh, like. I said the quick hips and uh, the block on that on that looper. So a solid play there. Let's watch the next play together. I'm just going to run through the next. I'm going to run through all of them. Not gonna pause at all. Let's see. Said a wide punch anchor. Yeah, that's you're gonna see that sometimes. Um, like I said, he's three oh six. He's not overall. You can see, you, you see, what I'm talking about like with his body. He's not really like you see. I like, see the difference between he's got like strong, strong lower body, big, big upper body. Where you look at a Doga. and like this guy, like, I don't know who this is, but he's, he looks like pretty balanced. His body's pretty balanced. And you, you look at a Doga. You see, he's a super short torso, really long legs and really long arms, really, really skinny legs. Um, it's a little bit of a different build for, for offensive linemen. Um, again, don't love the punch coming from that wide. You are giving him your chest right here. And because he gives him his chest, um, this is what happens. The only, the only way you're going to be able to anchor down versus a guy, when you give a guy your, a guy your chest, you have to be super freaking strong, um, which, which he's not. Um, so getting up your chest and having a weak anchor is not good. Now, obviously, the quarterback gets rid of the ball really, really quickly, and people are like, oh, well, he got a completion. If you're one of those people who watch the show and, you, and you're just going by the, the, the result of the player, not the individual play from that player, uh, you're, you're, you're watching the wrong show. So, like I said, hand wide, gives up his chest, and you can see the, the he, gets, he gets blown back pretty quickly right here. So he's going to have a problem with some stronger DNs outside linebackers you know, in the league, especially if this – like I said, you 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 can uh, kind of you add on the bad technique with the lack of uh, strength in the lower body. It's not going to be pretty. So needs to see some better technique here. Um, shoot from under at least with one hand. One hand needs to get inside. You don't you know you can come over top with the half like the the, the half moon punch or the clamp, which we'll show examples of. Like I said, I've been getting really into offensive alignment, but you need at least one hand inside. Uh, so so open up your hands. I guess you see both hands open up. And you see his hands are more ready. Like I said, you know, he's on guard right here. But you want to see those hands shoot from more of that area, not this, this motion. So um, not, not good from him right there. Next play we're going to look at. Uh, share it real quick. I said fake punch hand. Maybe it could be a circle punch. I don't know what it is. I've done these reviews forever ago now. Yeah, that's a good snap. Okay, so again, drops back. Hips are square. Uh, hips are pretty square. Upper body is pretty square. Um, you know, for the most part, so he's not covering a lot of ground because he doesn't have to because the guy is you know a four tech. He's not going to rush him outside. So he doesn't need to get to a set point out here. So frames him pretty well. Stays square. You can see this right here, the fake punch, and the defensive end reacts to it. You see how it kind of, you see this jump right here from him. He thinks he's going to get a puncher here, so he's trying to lessen his body, like we talk about a lot with, with defensive ends, outside linebacker. He's trying to lessen his body, you know, prepare his punch. 
and he lessens his body, and then he, and he, and he tries to swipe it too. So he lessens his body, and he, and he thinks a punch is coming, swipe. Um, and then Adoga comes with that, like, that circle punch. You're right here, you see where his hands are like circle, punch, circle, punch. There's a little bit of difference with this, like, a, like a fake circle, uh, a fake and a circle punch, and then just opening your hands up wide. Um, he is giving up his chest right here, but it's also because of the defensive end is trying to swipe something that's not there, so his hands are not going to come inside. Uh, it's, you can see his right arm get inside and under. That's fine. You can come from under. You can, there's, there's straight punches. There's punches from under. There's like the half moon punches, uh, which are also the clamp if they're coming in second from the other punch, which we'll get into plenty of it. Um, I know I'm probably saying some terms that people don't recognize, but um, we'll get into that eventually when it comes. So hands inside. I think he's leaning a little bit right here, but it's okay. Uh, he gets his hand on that on that hip ribs the, with the with the inside hand, the, the right hand's inside, um, and he keeps him completely out of the place. So. Good play from Adoga. Played number nine. Said bold again. This is going to be one of his issues for sure. Uh, now, there's really, like, when I watch film, especially I could do a 100-play review of pretty much anybody if I really wanted to, and I could talk about the slightest, the slightest, slightest things in every single play, but I, I get, like, there's people who are probably even, like, watching this are like, oh, a little bit bored, but um, I'm showing, like, the bigger plays to show bigger examples to really highlight stuff. If, if you want to go through where I list all the weaknesses of everything, then you're going to have to look at plays and see the most minuscule stuff and people are going to be falling asleep at their, at their desk or wherever they're watching this. Um, I think he opens up a little bit early right here for me. Just a split second right here. Um, but overall, it does, it, it, it does, uh, it actually doesn't really work out. And, and the problem, and the problem with opening up too early too, is if you're staying square to the line of scrimmage and the guy is outside of you, Think about think about the contact point that he has. If I'm if I'm square, you know, to the line of scrimmage, he's rushing from over here. If you're watching my hands, if you're watching on the YouTube show, so if he's rushing from outside and he's trying to punch me, his hand is gonna land on on my on my back and um or my shoulder. Where if I was to open up my 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 arms to him, I'm giving him my chest. If you open up to the outside, you give him all this area. Where if you stay square, um, he's gonna have to punch you here. And, and if he does punch you here, then guess what? You're going to open. You're going you're to hit him. You can do whatever you do. But when you open up too early, you're giving him that contact point that you don't necessarily want to give him, um, which, which happens here where he, where he opens up a little bit too early. And you see that – you see what I'm talking about? That contact window, one, he's, he's, he's winding up right here, um, which if you're going to wind up with like that, that circle-type punch, you want to throw a fake hand or you, know, you want to be sure that he's not going to hit you. Um, so he opens up. The guy gets his long arm in right there, long arm. Hands in first, and Adoga's not one arm for the most part, unless your arms are super short, are always going to be longer than two. Um, gets his hands inside uh, in terms of the defensive end, and then is able to con convert a little bit of that speed to power. You see a flip of his right here, flip. So he's rushing upfield, flip into him because he gave him his chest, bowls him back, bowls him back, bowls him back, right into the quarterback. Now, I'm not sure if the quarterback – it looks like he might have got a quarterback hit there in parentheses. Uh, but it's because of his set opened up a little bit too early, ducks into the block a little bit, comes a little bit wide with the hands right here. And uh, like I said, it's, even if he didn't get hit in, for, hit in the quarterback, he had to play as a first down. But you want to see better a better uh, play than that from uh, Mr. Idoga. So play 10. <clears throat> this is – okay, this is just showing where – see, see where I say he's kicking he, – so – Again, he's not covering much ground with that first step right here. 
Um, it could be because he just knows he can beat this guy. But I've seen it too. I've seen it a lot where a guy would be like, not a lot, a lot, because there's not a lot of stuff on him. If somebody knows freaking, well, no, never mind. I know there's nobody who listens, but uh, I'm not nobody who listens. I'm saying people who don't uh, have USC film. Like that's like I said, college film is impossible. Uh, NFL films are obviously a lot easier to get. So doesn't cover much ground right here, but he gets he's pretty quick in his in his in his kick slide right here. Um, nice base. Quick, light feet. Um, seems to be maybe a little bit on his toes, but it's okay. Again, comes from wide. Now, in this scenario, I would see that see that right hand. He comes more underneath that right hand. I think this is actually a little bit better. So the right hand um, coming underneath into the chest is is I think like fine because uh, that's where he has more of that contact point where the the, the left hand is coming over top like that. That's more of like a half the half moon punch right here, um, where clamp is a little bit different. Now, if he was to get that right hand on first, and then the left hand came over to stop him from getting inside, that's where I dif differentiate between a half moon type punch um, and the uh, clamp. You'll, you'll hear me refer to clamp sometimes. So he gets his hands inside though, gets his upper body into him, has a pretty good base right here. Again, creating that pressure off of the. Insteps, the instep like the middle of your foot. You have the midfoot. The insteps is when you're, you know, driving your legs out. It looks like you're like you're almost like climbing a tree or like a sumo wrestler. That's that's how you want your feet when your feet when your when your toes are point when your toes are pointed to them. You know, your your. I, I wish I knew more medical type terms, but how your leg bends, you, you can work against that 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 bending point where if your feet are out wide you basically like break your leg. Like that's a lot of force. You create more force. If you're trying to push something up, you're not, you, you don't lift with your toes pointed towards. If you're really trying to, to anchor down your feet turn out, like if you're getting pushed back by a truck, you're going to turn your feet out wide. You want to create pressure off the instep of your foot, not your foot straight, because then you can work against that, uh, that, uh, the joint, I guess you could technically say I'm not, I'm, I don't freaking review science and crap too. So I don't know the best words always, um, but a uh, pretty good play right here. I quick out of his stances as, as, as well. Maybe I'll start selling or, you know, my fiance helped me out with some of those terms, but uh, that's just not going to happen either. Cause I'm just, I gotta get to the film. You guys get, you guys get, get what I'm saying. So uh, right tackle. So this is, this is one of those examples where that, where you see his, his, the first step, He's not really covering much ground. Maybe maybe a quarter of a yard, a half, a, maybe a half a yard, not really even. And because he doesn't really get out, yeah, he he needs to get out farther here. Have the guys wider. If the guys more inside, you could you could more root your feet and not create a lot of distance on that first uh, that first step, that first kick step. Um, like the post the post foot, the kick step. This is this would be the post foot, the kick step, the the kick foot. Um, whatever step is up is, is is the post foot. So it's post foot, kick step, uh, kick foot. So that kick foot doesn't really doesn't cover a lot of ground, and because of that, he's forced to open up right here. You see that you don't you don't want that. And it, I know it is a quick, it is a quick pass. Now it looks like it might be yeah, it's a it's a running back screen. So I like to see him just just jump right outside on, on him, and I uh, and I get it a little bit. Um, because it is it is a quick screen, so he's gonna let him beat him to the outside. So that's a, that's a tougher angle, but um, I think he'd be a little bit cleaner right here. I don't, I don't know what happens with this play. Yeah, nothing, nothing happens with this play, as usual. A lot of 
I mean, a lot of college football, like I like college football and I get it because the environment and college football games are fun as hell to go to, but the game is just so much more sloppy. It's just, it, you're, you're watching, it's, it's checkers to chess in my opinion. And I rather watch chess with the guys who are smarter, faster, stronger, better technique than guys in college. Like, I remember I went to, uh, when I went to the Indianapolis Colts game, it was that 2015 season, the Monday night game, I think it was week, was that week two? Of the season, I think yeah, because I think 2015 we beat the Browns to open up the season, and we went to Indianapolis, and we came back, lost to the, lost to the Eagles, and then we played the Redskins. I think that was that year. Um, but we, me and my buddy Vinny, uh, drove down to uh, to Indianapolis. We went to Notre Dame to watch them play uh, Georgia Tech, and it's just such ugly football sometimes. So, again, this play, not covering a lot of ground. The guy is not too far outside, so I, it, it's okay. Um, even though full 44 is, but he's kind of he, – he is showing. Like, this is more of an aggressive stance. Um, when they're standing more straight up, like, you could tell by people's stances that you watch tendencies, and there's guys in, in NFL, um, not front offices, but scouting guys who watch tendencies. Okay, well, you know, when he's leaned up like this, he's going to rush. And that's, like, the most simple example. When he stands up more, he's going to be in coverage. When – you know, he's a three tech and there's a, and there's a tight four eye. That means they're going to run, you know, a T stunt, but if he's out more wide, it's going to be an ET stunt. Like they, they watch for all these tendencies, corners, defensive linemen, schemes, um, everything. They report it to the coach. The coach watches it there. The, the uh, football, uh, go, going into a football game and how complex the game plans are is. It's almost on, uh, not even understandably uh, absurd, like how much detail it goes into it. So stays pretty square again. I, I like I said, I like how his hips, his hips are, are are pretty square. Um, he opens his hips as the guy is crossing him, which is which is which is fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Looks like he gets his right arm inside. I, like I said, I don't love the ducking of the head right here, and I'd like to see maybe a little bit more strong of a base instead of leaning a little bit into it. Um, but he's able to run him run him out of the play right here. So. Good, good play. Um, could have been a little bit cleaner, but overall, it's okay. Last play of Adogo, then we get into Wesco. Wesco's a lot of blocking, by the way, as you can imagine. Okay, so again, pretty square. I think he opens up a little bit too early. Um, so he's coming under. I'm, I'm okay, like I said, with that right arm coming under right there. So again, you have you have more straight punches, underneath punches, um, and then those like you know those hug technique type punches with or the half moon, whatever you want to call it. I know Jim McNally calls it a half moon. I'm gonna call it a half moon. There's certain guys you kind of pick up their um, their uh, kind of their terminology. Like some people call drop steps different than a bucket step and a lead step different than a, than a uh, on step. There's a bunch of different things, but you have to kind of play by or talk about I don't know I don't know where I'm going you guys are going to watch this and you're going you're gonna to pick up my terminology so it's okay like I said I get, you get it from offensive line coaches who you watch clinics on etc um, so it's never really too too wrong again I don't love how he's opening up as, mu as much as he is um, and giving him his chest it, listen you can get your hand underneath but if I'm going to get the first contact into your chest in the NFL it's not going to be too too pretty and again he, he, he does get bold um, you know, into him. So, yeah, he he opens up a little bit too soon right here. Uh, opens up his chest with with his hands, 
and that's why he gets he gets bold. Uh, now I like to see how I like to see that he's he's trying to rework his hands right here. And he's gonna try to push him up past the quarterback, so the quarterback can try to go around. Um, but he doesn't have that that strong of a of an anchor. And you can see him trying to get into that. Uh, they call it like the the bridge where your hips are really forward, your arms are underneath, and you're kind of pushing like that. Um, instead of leaning into it, so when you're when you're when you have a big arch in your back, your your hips and your your ass are basically forward. Um, they call that a bridge. Uh, that's actually a really strong position, but because he's rushing inside and it's kind of the the leverage is off a little bit. Plus, you know, uh, compiling that with his hips opening and his arms opening up a little bit too much. But um, that's some of the problems that I see um, with the Doga. Brought him up. We'll go right into. Like I said, it was a short one for him. Go right into the Trayvon Wesco pick. Um, now the fourth round, I'm not going to get into all the trades they make. They made multiple trades in the fourth round. They did have pick 106. I sorry, they had pick 105. They had a third pick in the in the fourth round. Again, there were some guys I would have rather had over him. Again, to see Hakeem Butler go uh, number one pick in the fourth round broke my heart because I I liked Hakeem Butler even more than DK Metcalf. He's my favorite receiver in the draft. Um, at least from the guys I watched, uh, I watched him, Harry. And Metcalf, I didn't watch uh, Hollywood Brown. I didn't watch a couple of the other guys. But out of those three guys, I liked him. So I thought he would have been a good add. Uh, but he went. Jets traded down. There was a couple of guys I was really, really liking, though, at, at that pick. So I didn't love that they they, they traded down. There's two guys who I really, really wanted when, they, when that pick was coming up. Um, one was uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the, the safety from Florida. Uh, like I said, uh, Marcus May has been injured a little bit, and even if you wanted, you could do big nickel. You could, you could you could play him as a linebacker. You could do multiple different things. You could play a little bit of slot. I think he's a pretty versatile guy, uh, and Gardner Johnson. So I would have liked him, and the guy I would have liked even more was uh, Julian Love, the the cornerback from Notre Dame. They didn't they didn't grab him either. They let him uh, fall to the to the New York Giants, and the Jets need some desperate uh, help at, at depth at cornerback. And I thought he could be a guy who could develop maybe. Uh, spot start for the Jets this year. So I didn't love that they passed on him. So they traded down, traded down, traded down. Um, and then they ended up with, instead of pick, what was it? Uh, the third pick was the 105th pick. They traded all the way down to 121, so like 16 or so spots. Uh, they draft uh, Trayvon Wesco, who, um, looking at his, his film and his strengths and weaknesses, again, I like the player. I don't love the pick, if that if that makes sense. There were some guys – I don't like the process of how the, how the pick was made. There were some guys I would have liked higher. But um, they need a fullback. They need that in-line blo- in blocking tight end. You know, it's not it's not receiver or anything like that. So some people who are casual fans might think it's not an important thing. But you need that lead blocker. You need that guy who can come in line and, and drive guys off the ball. Um, and he can do that. And looking at his strengths, you're looking at his size at, at 6'4", 270 with 34 and 3 fourth inch arms, which is really, really good for a tight end. Um, length overall, ability to box out for receptions because of that long arm, that big frame, soft hands um, generally. Ability to make uh, catches outside of his frame is pretty good. Uh, great run blocker, uh, power in hands, punch, uh, fights to rework hands, feet, hips, contested catchability good hand positioning and blocks, mobility, athleticism for size. That's important for size. It's not great, you know, minus his size. Um, but for his size, it's pretty good. Like I said, at 270. Um, his ability to get yak is pretty good. Rarely gets tackled by one defender. Grip strength, tough, drives feet and run game, plays through whistle, strong at point of attack, thick build, ability to pop or anchor versus DNs or outside linebackers, uh, flexibility for size, patient with blocks, takes good anticipatory angles, 
weaknesses. <clears throat> um, like I said, I had more plays of him, so I wrote down more stuff. Uh, I don't like to just see one play and then list as a strength or weakness. So I see I got a lot more plays of him. So he's more than a guy in Chumadoga. Um, very limited route tree at West Virginia, which mostly included flat routes, curls, and crossers. Um, lacks explosiveness into routes and out of breaks. Only 28 career catches, 26 coming last year. Um, many easy, uncontested catches. Uh, won't be testing teams vertically or up the seam. Hips don't drop into routes, rounded routes, top end speed, lateral mobility, I think is kind of eh. Um, you know, I said it's okay for his size, but overall it's still not great. Acceleration, slower feet, shows stiffness. Um, and is mostly in his routes, uh, more in blogging. He shows more of that flexibility. Um, can't maintain speed into routes, which is a lot because of his, just of his overall size. Um, hand positioning while catching balls awkward at times. Can struggle with athleticism uh, with his blocks. Or if he's blocking after that guy, he struggles a little bit at times. Pops players, but needs to consistently or needs to be more consistent on staying on blocks. Can see him overextend um, and not bring his feet into blocks. Have seen waist bending and ducking of the head. So let me pause it and get Trayvon Wesco uh, all queued up. All right, let's look at some Wesco stuff. So first play against TCU. Um, he is right here, uh, pistol formation. They use him a lot as like a sifter working back underneath the formations uh, as a split type blocker. And they are running a inside zone, tight zone. And I like one, I like West Coast angle. Um, obviously, if this guy wants to loop around, it's going to be a little bit more tough for him to make a play on the running back. So I like how he says he's staying, you know, tight to the, uh, to the backside, the backside tackle right here. So that's, that's good. Gets his hands. So they come a little bit wide, but by the time he's in that contact window, they are tight. Getting tight to number 15 right here. You see both his hands are, are underneath and inside, um, you know, for the most part. Hand, hand underneath, if it is coming underneath and it's on the uh, – in this scenario, let's just call it in this scenario. In this scenario, it's fine because it's obviously not going to be able to get inside right here. His, this hand is not going to be effective if it's, if it's inside or you're reaching inside. Um, if you're defending a block and your hand is inside of his uh, or underneath his, his, you know, on his hip or his ribs, um, kind of pushing him away from the play, that's completely fine, which is what happens right here. Uh, pushes him, you know, completely out of the play right there. So good, uh, good split block from him. And he has 23 plays just so you're, uh, you know, it's coming. So next play. Uh, good anticipation block. Another you're gonna see a ton of this pistol set right here with, with the two running backs and him just a little bit offset from the quarterback. Um, yeah, I like this. So there's a, obviously a play action. He's rolling out to the left, the quarterback, um, which is Greer, right? Yeah, Greer. Uh, he did. He's not very good, um, in my opinion. To understand why he wasn't drafted in the first round, I believe it's Greer. I, I could be completely wrong. I could be just blanking on his name, but. Uh, I did not study quarterbacks at all, so I could be messing it all up, but I'm pretty sure it's Greer. Um, good anticipation here, right? So it looks like another one of those plays where he's, a, where he's a sifter, but his angle's coming a lot more flat. But his angle's coming flat right here because he knows that the quarterback is rolling out. So instead of attacking him you know, on an aggressive angle and, and attacking the, you know, uh, the inside shoulder of this, uh, you know, the E-mall, the outside, is it outside yeah, it's an outside linebacker, um, instead of attacking that inside shoulder, he knows he's another the 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 uh, outside linebacker have adjust his angle to come back to the quarterback. So nice, good um, anticipation right there from from Westco to stay on that outside shoulder, um, get his hands you know on him, 
and again blocks him completely out of the play. Uh, he's blocking a. It, lo- it looks like it could be ninety one. It could be an outside linebacker or defensive end. Um, again, fights to rework his hands, stays square to him. He's ducking a little bit into the block, but overall, good play. The, the quarterback ends up um, throwing the ball, you know, out of uh, out of bounds. So. Next one, I said, uh, we'll struggle with athleticism. Let's see what this play is. Again, that same pistol formation that they love to use. And, again, he's like that sifter. So, here, because he's kind of left on an island where you have the the entire uh, – and this they, they showed a lot of trust in him in this play uh, with their whole offensive line, you know, in um, – and like a gap protection to the right. So, like I said, gap protection, slide protection is a little bit different. Where slide, the, the true slide protection is man blocking. Okay, you have you know the right tackle has the outside linebacker, the right guard has the has the four tech, and the center has the the, the two eye tech. Where where uh, gap protection is more. Um, of just every man, you know, take their take their gaps. It's more of a zone type um, scheme, and this is the the gap protection. So they, they they're sliding in their gap protection, but gap protection, slide protection, actually do different things. So they're leaving him on an island right here as that sifter, and it's kind of he's kind of put in a tough spot. Now I like to see him get a little bit more uh, a little bit more on a flat angle and get his hips more square, but he has a problem readjusting. You see how he, how he breaks down here, and he has a problem, um, you know, moving with this. Uh, with number 91 right here. And he's playing a little bit more inside. I, he could be expecting that that running back to help, but the running back takes a piss-poor angle, you know, as well as not able to recover. But he does struggle a little bit with athleticism. You can see he's a little bit, like, a little bit tight um, in, his, in, his, in his hips at times with that, that lateral um, mobility. It's not, it's not, you know, flawless. It's not even close to flawless. It's not even really okay. But he's, uh, he, he is what he is. So he's still overall is a very, very good blocker. Um, where is he right here? Okay, so he's he's like more of like the H back, like the H back, the fullback, the running back, if you want to call it that. Um, he's not a Y off. He's yeah, he's more of an H back. So his his task right here is to I, I don't know I can't see from behind. Um, looks like it's it's probably just probably just well, it's not really ISO. Maybe it could be ISO. Could be wedge blocking. They're not really wedge blocking either. Um. Regardless, he's, his his task is to kick out that that emol, the stand up outside linebacker, and again he's ducking his head right here, but he doesn't really need to come in controlled. Um, in these scenarios, you're ducking your head; it's it's a little bit more acceptable, or you're not trying to drive him, you're not really trying to um, block him for a long amount of time. You're just throwing power versus power. Uh, ducks his head. You see how strong he is. He actually does end up getting his hands inside, and he drives that outside linebacker right into. Um, the ground. That's that's something you'd like to see from your tight ends. This is like I said, he's gonna be your, he's gonna be the H back. He's gonna be the fullback. He's gonna be the sifter. Um, I think you're gonna see him on some screens. You're gonna see some some of that yak that I talk about in a, in a little bit. But um, nice job driving that outside linebacker um, right into the dirt for that for that pancake um, block. And this play, next one. I don't know why I put this in really, but there's a blown assignment. Um, he's running a wheel when you have those uh, those like two snag routes coming over. Um, or it could be, a, it looks like more of like a drag and a snag over, over the top of it. Um, and he ends up running a wheel route that this running back in the flat, or is it a running back? 
yeah, the running back in the flat distracts both of those of those defenders in the zone, and nobody takes Wesco. Uh, Wesco easy touchdown. Um, really not much to talk about with that one. So, all right, let's run through the next few plays. Nope, got to pull it up first. Okay. So another, like I said, again, that pistol formation they love to use, and this is a kind of a different looking. Um, you know, counter OF where you're going to, like I said, the counter OF, you're going to have the, um, the, the pulling guard, you have everybody else, you know, for the most part down blocking, you have the, uh, that backs or the, the, the guard, um, pull, he's going to kick out the email. Um, and then you're going to have the, um, the H back, the tight end, the fullback is going to lead the way instead of like a traditional power where the fullback kicks out and the guard leads. Now the guard does, he, he screws up here, here. He just needs to, to kick number 15 out and the, um, the right guard tackle are on a, they're, they're, they're working up to the, to the backside linebacker. They don't know that the, the mic is going to be blocked by Wesco. Wesco does a good job right here. So let's ignore everybody else in the offensive line. Again, he's kind of, he's squaring up to this, uh, to the mic. He's ducking a little bit into his block. He's like, like seem a little bit more upright, but still gets his hands inside extension rolls that you see that roll that power it's like like i said it almost looks like a hump um so he rolls that power up through up through his you know all the way through his his you know feet um up through his hands and then he, and he drives through the uh, the block so i said again he doesn't have to hold this block forever if the running back was to be behind him right here um he would have to make one move on number 30 right here and he could probably you know break it for basically, you know, a, a really, really long game. So you see some of the power. I'll play it in full speed so you so you'd see it. But you see some of the, the power right here, good ability to like a stalk block, um, kind of that, like almost like that counter motion, stepping inside and just searching out and, and basically, you know, uh, hitting out that, uh, that Mike linebacker. So next play pops the end. Let's see what this one is. Pistol formation. Again, he's offset. Yeah, you like to see that. Again, he's a super physical, super tough player, um, and I'm. You're going. He's Jets fans are going to like this guy. He's going to pancake guys. He's gonna rock guys. And to have this guy leading Le'Veon Bell or blocking backside for Le'Veon Bell, I, I think it's another. I think it's an important piece. Yeah, you're adding him and a guy. And now instead of guys like uh, Brent Quale coming into the game. You're gonna put him in as that as that basically you know he's a tight end but almost has like an extra tackle. He could be a fullback. He's gonna take over that uh, Eric Tomlinson role where he's leading for blocks and he's a lot better than Eric Tomlinson I think already at blocking. So um, he he sees at the defensive end you know he's scraping down right here good angle. Um, he he gets his head you know across his body, uh, pops his shoulder right into him and the defensive end you know gets uh, gets lifted right here. So. Good block, another or another good block by Wesco. The next play, I said overextends. He does have a T. He overextends a little bit into his blocks. We see him leaning a little bit into it. Like I said, you want to see strong base. You want to see a slight bend, um, you know, in the arms. And you see right here, this overextends. So it looks like it's going to be almost like an inside zone, um, you know, split. But drops back into you know into his into his pass set right here. I like how he gets his hand inside right here. Do you see that some of that good length right there? And I'm not the left the left hand, the inside hand comes 
looks I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where that is. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's inside, outside, but you say he overstands like a little bit. I was leaning a little bit too far into it. I would see more of his his feet underneath um, his his frame right here, and maybe a little bit more active feet as well. And because of that, he's able to you know the defensive end or the outside linebacker defensive end is able to rip outside. The running back does have help outside, but they see a little bit more uh, active feet, less of the overextending right there from Wesco. Now I'm putting let's see nimble for size. We saw I, – I, I think it was this game against TCU, or maybe it was the next game, but I saw there's a lot where they're just faking, you know, that, that jet sweep inside zone type deal, and he would just release for easy, easy catches. We saw this a lot with Tomlinson because he was not a focal point. So when he does get his catch, he was always, like, wide open. And here he just releases, you know, up the field, and he's wide open again. Um, I think he has – that's – I think this is good hand play. I, I like the way he attacks this ball. I like how his hands are in, like, that diamond formation. Um, doesn't look like the ball when the ball like slips through a little bit. So when you're like catching a ball and you see the ball like kind of like almost like squirting through the hands, as you can tell the hand placement wasn't that good. But you're catching really like the tip of that ball. You could tell that his hands are good. You could see he really kept in the, he's catching the tip of this ball right here. Good catch, good hand placement. Even though sometimes it is a little bit awkward. And this is where you see the little like I said, he's two seventy. It's this is not a guy who is he's not two fifty. He's not two forty. He's not like one of those Mike Gesicki's, Noah Fant, not even T.J. Hawkinson, but I like how he he's he attacks a little bit more of this uh, of the safety right here, uh, pl- drops his hips, plants hard a little bit awkwardly uh, with that inside foot, and is able to hop over him. Like I said, he doesn't go down on first contact a lot. He doesn't go down by one tackler a lot right here, and that extra you know whatever he gets right here, let's call it an extra you know six yards, almost seven yards. Um, that's I like the nimbleness of, of his of his hips right here, and he's able to kind of, again, almost like disconnect his upper body and his lower body just a tiny bit. Um, and like I said, a little shimmy right there. I, I like that from, from Wesco. Next play, uh, I put effort. Let's watch and see what I'm talking about. He's probably going to drive somebody off of the ball right here. That's usually what happens. Yep. Again, he has help. They're, they're faking another, like, inside zone draw maybe. He slides down to the rest, the rest of the offensive linemen. Um, nice nice shot right there at the right arm. I, see how his hands are a little bit low. I see him a little bit more ready right here. He's not a technician. He's not a tackle. He's not an offensive lineman. But he's pretty he's pretty close in some areas. Um, hands from a little bit low. But, boom, you see that hand right there? Jolts that, that defensive end or uh, stand-up defensive end outside linebacker. I'm not sure the roster. He looks a little bit big to be an outside linebacker, so I'm going to call him a stand-up DN. He gets his hand inside. You see, and then the, the, uh, the end, you know, fork lifts his hand up right there, so it disconnects it, and he, he drops back into his anchor. So his hands are now disconnected, so he didn't need, need to drop that anchor. Drops his anchor, uh, pressure off the insteps, fights to rework his hand. You see how his hand comes underneath right there into that, into that uh, armpit circular force to get him outside. The running back comes and pick him, picks him up. And then Wesco just fights and stays, stays with the block and, and freaking tackles him to the ground. Uh, I like that effort right there from, from Wesco uh, for sure on, on, uh, that, on that play. Next play, Yak from Wesco. Again, um, against TCU. There wasn't a ton of game. Was this TCU? Yeah, it is. Yeah, TCU. So, 
I would I was looking at them now, not him. So again, you see like I said, like really easy uncontested catches right here. Um, this is this is one of them. Hands are maybe a little bit wide. That's that's okay. Head fix, stab outside, nice little drag foot with that back foot. You see that? You see again? I talk, I talk about that being like a break, almost like a. It's like a break step. Well, it's not a break step. Some people call break steps stop steps. I don't. I, I call stop steps stop steps and like that more of like a like a break foot. Sorry, how it drags right there. That's that's stopping his momentum, and allowing him to get inside easier. Um, so drops his hips, stab outside, and breaks that tackle. Breaks that tackle again. Just lowers his shoulder into him, throws him off of him, <laughs> and runs for again from another. He gains another ten yards right here. He's going to be used on some tight end screens. Uh, he's interesting with the. I rather have him running with the ball in his hands. Obviously, there's a bunch of different scenarios. If it's a foot race, I want Herndon. There's a bunch of guys in secondary. I, I want a guy. Uh, I like Wesco. I, I think even linebackers and, and safeties at times are going to struggle with bringing him down at times. Um, I see this. You see how he's not. He's not really explode. You see how slow this is. He's not a great route runner. Um, you like to see him driving a little bit more right here. Um, you know, you know, get into that into that near shoulder of that linebacker. Um, instead of instead of kind of leaning in, he's like leaning into him right here. He's kind of letting him receive his body, get his hands on. I'll just see him a, a, attack him more aggressively. Throw your shoulder into him. You're you're within five yards. Um, I, I would see him take a little bit more of a high angle. Um, a, a, attack his leverage. Attack him. Throw your shoulder into him. Almost like hip check him and 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 stop hard with that with this outside foot right here. And you, then you have a, a window to throw to. But he he, he attacks two on a two of a flat angle and allows him to get into him. And there's just really no um you know explosion into this. But then he also makes a ridiculous catch. So I guess the ability to box him out. Um, even though I don't lo love how it happened. Um, he still boxes him out. Extension into this catches the ball. And again, like I said. Some of these college guys, and I think some of these NFL guys, good luck bring this guy down with one with one dude. He's like I said, two seventy. It's not easy to bring him down. But let's watch that catch again. Nice catch. Like I said, boxing him out, tucks the ball right here. Nice and nice and tight. Nice and tight. That's a nice tight tuck. Um, two hands on the ball, lowers his shoulder. Yeah. I, I like Wesco. I like Wesco a lot. I really do. I'm watching his film. Now, let's see. Wesco, block, backside. That pistol formation that they love to use. And he's almost like – he's not a sifter because he's not, he's not working um, across the formation, but he is, again, task number 91. He had number 91's uh, – he had his number this game. And um, – Again, takes a pretty a pretty good angle, gets his hands on him. Again, lowers his helmet a little bit, but it's I'm not going to kill him for his technique at all times. Um, stays stays on the block right here. Gets his hand on the back, which is okay in this scenario. Gets his it looks like his right hand's inside. Drives him, drives him, drives him, and then uh, he, number 91 tries to spin out of it. But guess what? The running back's gone. You know, at this point, uh, it's a really good block again from from Westco. Play number 14 out of 23 coming up. I said West Coast balance. This might be a yak type situation again. Yep, I was right. See like that flat route that he does all the time. Flat route, releasing into the secondary with nobody on him. Again, another easy catch um, right here. 
like I said, again, he's attacking outside. You have that corner. It looks like it could be a corner or a uh, – he's more outside. I'm going to say this is probably more of a corner. Could be a safety, you never know. But defensive back, let's call him. He attacks him more outside. Uh, the, the corner stays a little bit too far outside. And, again, a little bit of that nimbleness from, from a guy who's 270. You like to see it. Uh, a guy who can, who can not, also not just break tackles with his power – um, but also has, like like I said, um, some of that kind of mobility, um, especially with Yak. With the, there was a penalty here. I don't know what it was on. Uh, hold right there. So it was a hold, but that's not Wesco's fault. But nice, nice ability right here. And picks up another you know, 10, 15 yards because of it. So he's a nice little piece. He's not going to be a guy who's going to get 1,000 yards ever, but if you see him get – you know, 20, 25 catches, and he's getting 10-plus yards every time because he's running. He's either running open because they're not, they're not really, um, you know, focusing on him, or it's because of just, just the ability to break a tackle or two or three. Um, I like it. So, again, he's, 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 a, he's like a Y-off tight end right here. He's not on the line of scrimmage, but he is off, and takes a step. Well, one, he takes like a, he takes like a lead step almost, but then he hops, like almost hops into position right here. So he covers the gap. So I, I like how he covers that, that C gap with his hips. So that's good. Um, like I said, he's playing him in, inside out, which is, which is good again, um, even though his helmet, his helmet is inside. And he ducks his head a little bit again. But hands get inside of him or on that shoulder at least um, and more of that uh, underneath kind of form. Keeps his hips square, reworks his hands. And that, that right arm is inside. That inside arm is inside. And, okay, you know, we're, we're running a uh, a counter counter tray right here. It doesn't work out very, very well. But they run a counter tray, so they're running inside of me. You know, go outside all day. That's, that's fine with Wesco. So play number 16. <clears throat> I said overextends again. So it's one of his problems with, with him in the, in the – uh, and pass blocking, and I think this could be the, this is probably a pass blocking set. Uh, pass blocking, overextending, a little bit. Uh, she didn't struggle with some more of the. Let's see what happens here. Some more of the uh, sorry, athletic outside linebackers. So again, it looks like they're they're going to run another counter tray. And I know he's trying to get inside, but this is overextending. Arms completely straight, uh, leaning at the hips. You know, cover that gap. You know, get, have some nice active feet. Um, get your hips inside, and then throw a block. Listen, if he's going to go to the outside right here, let him go to the outside. Um, but you still want to act as some type of a, of a deterrent. So even though the, the running back is able to run outside, you don't want to see this ducking of the head over. This is exactly this is a perfect example of overextending. You are not on balance. That club knocks him on his ass because he's overextended. Now, if he came into the block and he's more. Um, his his feet were under him. He was he was shooting from whether it be over over or under, um, with nice active hands. And he was shooting uh, with with a nice base and a nice uh, you know kind of kind of trunk. Then well, this would be fine if he was a club him because then he would club him, and then you know Wesco would come over top with that half half moon and kind of contain him. And I know number ninety six does not make the play, but again you don't want to see um, that necessarily or not necessarily. You do not want to see that. Next play, West Coast Pancake. Again, uh, this, is, this is just a gun set, but he's an H-back here. Um, 
Acid blocking the the E-Mall again, the, that defensive end in this scenario. And he gets a nice little, nice little chip from the uh, left tackle. And this is just, again, it's just power. Um, he had a little bit of help with that tackle, chipping him a little bit. But uh, you have this guy sifting across and working underneath and coming to blocking your head on with him. Just you're going to see a lot of pancakes, a lot of a lot of big time collisions. I think this year from from Osemele and from um, Wesco. And again, here he lowers his shoulder into into this this defensive end and just absolutely trucks him to the to the ground right here. And then he gets his hand on the fit and, and keeps him on the ground. So nice play. Play 18 out of 23. Balance reworks to reset. Let's see. So there's going to be some examples where he has good balance. He, he has some flexibility. Oh, yeah, see, more in the run game, he's a little bit better. So, again, they're in that, uh, that like, gap protection to the left where he's tasked with blocking the, the uh, defensive end by, by himself right here. Again, ducking into the block. I don't love the ducking. You, you want to see him, you know, play upright, keep his head out of the block. But – I'm not going to kill him for that technique. He's not a tackle. He still gets the job done for the most part. But I think they're going to clean this up a little bit uh, this this upcoming year. You're going to see less. You're going to see less of that bend from the waist. You're going to see um, more of a consistent base right there. You're going to see him more extending with his arms instead of blocking with his head and, and keeping uh, keeping his head out of the blocks. I'm, I'm imagining they're going to teach him that. Um, he's not a finished product. He is coming out of West Virginia, where they don't really prioritize tight ends and not really blocking tight ends either. So. Um, he just wanted to go there because he wanted to go there, but I think he's going to get cleaned up. But he um, gets his head inside as the um, defensive end comes with that looks like a cross chop. Um, you could see him flip his hips outside, can use that length, boom, hand inside, hand inside, hand inside, bang, hits hits him in the in the shoulder. And I know if you're listening to this, I can't, uh, I cannot explain every single scenario because this, that podcast would take two hours. Uh, two hours, but you're hearing what I'm saying. You're you're understanding the strengths. Um, hopefully, you could listen to some of them. Um, and understand exactly what's happening, but obviously the watching is the best. And like I said, we got a, you know over a thousand views of Quinn Williams. We're getting over a thousand views with the Adam Gate uh, with the GM firing and uh, review of Jakai Plot. So we appreciate all the support. Um, tell your friends. It's funny too because I was at work last night, like arguing with a Giants fan, and they were like, "Oh, uh, let's hit something stupid." Like, oh, Jamal Adams can't cover. I'm like, based on what trends and weaknesses have you seen and um, what film have you watched? Like, oh, well, uh, I just know his stats. Or, oh, like, I said, like, oh, Jamison Crowder's not that good of a slot receiver. I was like, okay, based on what? What, what can he do? Uh, well, uh, his stats. I'm like, his stats? He was working with Colt McCoy last year. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's, he's, been, he, he's been solid. Like, he had like 700 yards a couple of years ago or last year, whatever it was. So you want to point to people in directions who are douchey Giants fans. They want to watch film. They're more than welcome. Um, again, the duck, but – Fights to rework both of his hips and, and his hands back inside um, right there. A little bit cleaner technique uh, will be necessary at the next level. 19 out of 23. I said awkward catch. This You saw it sometimes, and this is pretty um, – again, releases. Nobody's really with him. This, that, that safety has to bite down on him. But you see this. I don't want to see that jump one. And you see how the ball squirts through his hands right here? Watch right next frame. That's not secured. Ah, crap. So, see the ball's right there, more on his forearm. And he's kind of more of containing the ball instead of actually catching it, you know, strong fingers. I'd like to see him right here just flash your hands up. You, you, you look at the quarterback right here. You know he's going he's gonna to pass it to you. Attack the ball. Come out, shoot towards the ball, catch it. You know, um, don't catch with your body. This is not a situation where I catch underhand. Underhand is more for low throw, so attack the ball right here. So, I don't like how he – 
he jumps into the underhand and it hits him. If, if he was to get contact right here, he's going to drop that ball. So um, he is able to bring it in. Um, and <laughs> again, I talk about how hard it is to bring him down and how freaking hard he works. I like these type of players. These players make a difference. Uh, the players who we talked about before, like the Chumadogos are a little bit softer. Uh, Greg Dortch, who I think is super soft. I don't love those players. I like these gritty, nasty type guys. He could have went down right here. Um, two hands on the ball, one tackler, two tacklers, three tacklers, four, five. It takes five guys and almost partially six guys, who, another six guys who gets into the block. So you have, you have five guys working against him right here to bring him down. That I get, you gotta love that stuff. Um, watching film, seeing that stuff, it, it gets me excited. I, I really do like that. Um, next play, um, he's like a. I can't tell if he's a little bit more split out. If he's like a tight, a tight Y, Y off, uh, whatever it may be. But you have a jet sweep right here, and he gets two pancakes. I remember this play actually. So he's working with number eighty-four. He stays outside. Eighty-four stays inside. Hands on him. Drive, 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 drive. He trips over his guy right here. Um, so that's one pancake. As the as he comes into that contact window with that outside, like that force corner, gets his hands on him, and uh, drive, 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 pancake. So nice two pancakes from Wesco. The play only goes for, you know, six, seven yards, but uh, nice two pancakes. Three plays left. Play number 21, Wesco Yak. I think I have two more plays of him actually catching the ball and getting Yak, and then one more blocking play. Um Again, just works up the seam right here. Easy catch. There's really nobody contesting him against Texas Tech. Um, better catch. Better catch right here. Tucks the ball. And one tackle, two tackles. So he, so you have a, you have a, it looks like a safety come down. He catches the ball over the middle. Um, you can see him tuck the ball for the people who aren't watching. Puts his shoulder down. Trucks him as he spins. <laughs> the guy gets just tossed. Spins off at number thir uh, 31. 31 gets his hands back on, um, on him. So, uh, But then he spins off a of 31 again. And the 31 has to readjust. But uh, 19 gets a nice nice wrap. And he, and he uses that uh, nice technique right here from, from 9 to, to bring him down. But uh, he trucks he trucks that uh, number 10 right there. Poor number 10. And uh, spins. So, again, picks up another 5, 6, 7, whatever yards. I'll play it in full speed so you can see it. Love to see that stuff. That's that's the people. Oh, little Gronk. That's the little Gronk type stuff you see. We've seen him spinning off and trucking dudes. He's not as good as Gronk, um, but that's the stuff. I, that, that's where I see the comparisons. So again, we've showed this many times already. Um, Westco Yak circle button. So lists up the seam. Nobody's covering him. Easy completion for West Virginia. Um, nice awareness here. As soon as he catches the ball, he's looking at who's gonna who's gonna attack him. Hard plant. Spin off a contact, breaks another tackle. So one tackles, two tackles, third guys bring him down, holding on for dear life, holding on for dear life, and another guy's to come in to help him. So four guys to uh, to bring him down right there. Two, uh, I think it was what, one or two spin moves right there. So awesome play. Last play from Wesco, last play of this uh, review and the show. Let's see. He's in line Y right here. Yep. Again, he um, – a 
looks like a actually looks like uh, they're they're reading the uh, that safety that or that backside back. It's like a it's like a uh, Bob Reed or um, maybe like a Boss Reed, and he's tasked with blocking that backside linebacker right here. Or he's it looks skinny. He looks skinny, but it could be because they're playing uh, you know Iowa State that he looks skinny. So he's not. That's why he's not at Bama. But re- who cares? Ducks head a little bit again. Gets his hand inside, which I'm okay with. And I like how he shields the shields the gap. So if the running back's going to go inside, you want to get you, you want to cover that gap with your hips. You want to cover that inside gap with your hips. And you see how he hand inside, circular force torque right here. Torques him, torques him, torques him. Right uh, inside hand with the right arm gets underneath him, torques him completely outside and drives him out of the play. Really nice uh, that uh, circular force torque right here. Hands inside works shields that gap. Nice play. Um, from West Coast on the last play, like I said. Um, that's it for the show. Uh, I appreciate everybody for listening. I hope you've been enjoying the film. I can see that some more people are trying to f- are, are figuring out the show, so I appreciate the listeners we've had from day one who are reaching out to people, or not reaching out to people, but telling their friends. Keep doing it. If you can't watch the podcast, uh, if you can't watch the YouTube video, you can at least listen to the podcast. You can hear me talk about legitimate strengths and weaknesses not that are not listed on NFL.com that I'm discovering by myself. I'm showing you examples of why. Instead of just being a, a scout who reads, like, like there's certain things that will come up with Greg Dorch. Oh, he, he gives Max Matt for a really good route runner. I'm going to show you exactly why I do not think that. So I'm not just going to go by the consensus. I'm going to go by my own um, opinions. I'm going to show you exactly why. I think there are some people who are out there who, who make these lists of strengths and weaknesses who don't know what they're watching, to be completely honest. So um, appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, it takes a, a lot more work than it takes some of these shows. It sounds like a two-hour phone conversation a one hour phone conversation um, to break up down all this film, to, to, to queue it up, to have it ready. It takes a lot of work. So if you could take two minutes of your time, uh, five star rating and a review, it's appreciated much, much more, more than, you know, so do that. And I'll be back in a couple of days. Like I said, um, clutchy assembly just went up on my Twitter. Follow me, Joe RB 31 about to do a pool in a couple of days. And I, then uh, Ty Montgomery after him, after those guys, we're going to have Darnold, Adams, Leonard Williams, Avery Williams, and Tremaine Johnson, Marcus May, Brandon Shell, Brian Winters, Quincy Noir, Robbie Anderson, you know, et cetera. So uh, stick with us. We'll have the top 25. It's going to be um, fun coming up, and I appreciate everybody for listening, and I will see you in a couple of days.